Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, um, well, we get there and it was closed. So that was obnoxious because my number one goal on my trip was to be drunk in a lazy river. And I did not get to do that. So I'm very... You got to have goals. You got to have goals. You know, who says that I don't dream big? Because they're a liar. But I was thwarted. Do you want to go bigger, better, better, more? Are you ready to level up your life? Are you ready to be awesome? Now is the time. And this is Success Freaks. Welcome, welcome everyone to the number one You Speak of My Language comedic (laughs) motosexual show, otherwise known as Success Freaks. Today's working title is episode 269, baby. Talk love to me, baby. I can't believe you did it. Today, I can't believe it either. I can't. Today we are coming at you so alive. Oh, behave. From Gastonia, North Carolina and Phoenix, Arizona in Phoenix, it's Kirsten. Yeah, I didn't know you were in North Carolina. I am. I just got here, which is why we're having such we're having such a difficult time setting everything up again. There were some technical difficulties. That's right. And we've decided that that every time we hit the number 69, 69, dude. Sorry, that's oh my, my um, you know, my gosh. wild stallion stallion uh, uh guitar riff. Every time we hit that, we're going to have some kind of some kind of uh, you know, relationship thing and Today is no different. We weren't sure what we were going to talk about, but <laughs> buts because uh, I heard about this on another. I heard about this on another podcast, <laughs> and I'm trying to think of what that is. I'll look that up in the break and talk about it next time. Uh, they were talking about the five love languages. It's been a while since we've talked about the five love languages. I believe Kirsten is at least semi-versed in the five love languages. Why? Yes, I am. So there you go, and I even said that hey i got a long drive coming from minnesota to north carolina i'll re-listen to it did i a little bit Mm. (laughs) just a little little tiny bit and and then i would listen to other stuff so so there you go well that's lovely How, how are you doing i'm fantastic my sister and i just went to vegas we'll talk about that a little bit later but um i think the five love languages is one of those things not to like give you an easy out but i think once you've read it in full or listened to it in full you kind of just need like a tiny little refresher and then you kind of remember what they are that's true i actually did pick up a new a new nuance with something with one of them i was like oh that makes sense maybe that's what i should do yeah so let's but it also depends on when you read it because the first time i read it i was in a relationship And if I, you know, were to read it, like, let's say when I'm married or, you know, not in a relationship, you pick up different things from it, depending on where you are in your life each time you read it, I think. So, you know, food for thought. And if you are single, there actually, Gary Chapman has one out that says the five love languages for singles. And it is the same five love languages, but just how to apply it when you're dating or yada, yada. They also have five love languages for kids. um, Like if you're a parent, that kind of stuff. I've listened to the one for men. Ah, 
Uh, and I just wonder if it's different other than a couple words here and there, you know. I have read just the basic purple cover, the five love languages. Right. Mine is a very masculine brown, so I don't know what that means. Ooh. But let's get into this. Let's get into this. The five it love languages. men are full of poop. What? What? Hmm? What? I said it means men are full of poop. Well, yeah, we know that already. So <laughs> with that knowledge, let's move forward. <laughs> Basically, this is it talks about people who have a hard time understanding why there's their you know, significant other it does not know that they love them or why that their significant other is not loving them in a way that, you know, they feel loved. You know, the the standard is the the guy who is like you know, I'm spending all my time at work and, and working to give her a good home and, and put food on the table and, and help the kids with, you know, so that they have a good home. And she does. She thinks I don't love her. I'm busting my ass for her. And she's like, I just want him to spend time with me. Two different love languages. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, let's go down that list. First of all, first of all, words of affirmation, basically saying nice things to, to your your person wow you look really nice today being specific with that i really like the way you do this it doesn't even have to be about looks it can be about things they do things they're trying to accomplish etc uh gifts you know basically buying something or making something it you don't have to be a monetary thing or or you can even give the gift of an event you know a vacation or whatever so those those count as that actually boys concert tickets <laughs> Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, they have a residency in Las Vegas next year, March and June at Planet Hollywood. Backstreet Boys. Maybe we'll do this together just to make it and, and bring a recorder along and, and interview oh, them. You would hate going to a Backstreet Boys concert with me. That'd be fun. You would not like it. All right. All right. Don't throw me in that briar patch. Anyways, acts of service. Helping out around the house, doing certain things. Here, let me take out the garbage for you. Cooking for somebody. You know, doing those little things that mean, you know, making the small things, making the bed for somebody, putting away something that's been left out. Or or do you have an example of that one? I'm not so good on this one. Yeah, acts of service is exactly that. It's the let me do that for you. And it's just little things. Like it could just be you're both sitting at the table and you're done and you get up to go put your plate away and they go, oh, no, let me get that for you. And they just grab your plate to put it away and you, you know, you relax for a second or just just little things like, hey, I filled your car up with gas on the way home since I borrowed it. Like just acts of service. Nice. Nice. Have you ever done anything like that? Have you ever done an acts of service? I am. Well, and we can talk about this. There's ways of receiving love and ways of giving love. And I'm very bad at giving love in acts of service, but I, it's one of my top languages. So I find acts of service being, Oh, are you really? That's one of your top, your primary ones. It's top two. Really? Uh-huh. Really? I will right, we'll get into that. I find it to be the most difficult one. To give? Yeah. I think because you're know, having to, to think things out. And, oh, I got to. Uh, um, so the next one, go ahead. You could take the next two. Um, so then there's receiving. Did we do gifts? Yeah. It's, look at the list. It's right there. I made you a list because that's my acts of service for you. uh well i changed my mind that's not one of my love languages and you're not fulfilling me curses Uh, wow you changed your mind really really well i'm very impressed with the way you did that (laughs) because i know you okay so quality time yeah um just you know spending time together being together watching a movie hanging out talking going for a walk whatever and then physical touch obviously speaks for itself like hugging and kissing and being intimate all of that Oh Good yeah, we're stuff. definitely we're definitely going to get into this. So, what are your what is your primary love language? 
Words of affirmation. But same with me. That's a lot of people's. That's a lot of people's primary love language. But it's funny because it's a lot of, it's really difficult for a lot of people to give love in that way. Yes. So one of the things that he talks about in that book is, you know, you can take a, you take a little test, you read through the whole book basically, and you get really in depth into all five of them. And then there's a survey, not a survey, but like a little self quiz. And then you tally up all your points and it gives you your number of love languages in order. So your top to your bottom. Uh But as you're reading it, you kind of, he also talks about how you may think that the way to express love, for instance, is gifts. Maybe your whole life you were brought up to be like, if you love someone, you buy them things and you make them things and you are constantly giving them stuff. And that's just how you express love because that's how you've been taught to express love. But that's not the way that your partner receives love. You have to learn how to give love in the way your partner wants to receive it. So like I... I love words of affirmation and I, I I try so hard when I know that that's somebody's love language, even if they're a friend, like it doesn't have to be intimate romantic love. It, this is something that can apply to all sorts of relationships. It's just specifically for usually like intimate romantic relationships. But like if I know that somebody typically likes words of affirmation, I will try to be better. And I, I really have to make a conscious effort to affirm them verbally because that's not like I want to give them a gift I want to buy them a card and be like good job and put some words of affirmation in the card but I want to give them something right what's interesting is that uh, the the podcast I was listening to was happier with Gretchen Rubin I love her and she has her own podcast she wrote I think the happiness books or, or something like yep. that she and her sister put on this podcast and it's episode 80 and and uh, we're gonna put a link to this in the show notes I'm saying that out loud so that so that Billy will put the link into this episode in the show notes. But yeah, she said, uh, both of them said, actually, her and her sister, were that that the one of them was, it's like their spouse or something, and her language, her love language was acts of, uh, or words of affirmation, and the husband's was not. And he had a hard time doing that. He had a hard time going ahead and doing words of affirmation. And she would ask, well, why? Why do you have a hard time with this? And his answer was, well, I, I don't know. And she even tried to give him an out. She's like, well, it's because you feel uncomfortable doing it. Do you feel like you're being fake? Do you feel like you, you, know, you just don't want to do it? And he's like, no, no, I, just, I, just, I, I don't know. <laughs> so it's, there's something weird about it. To me, it's the easiest thing. I just stuff just, flo- especially when I'm in love, it just flows from me. Blah, there you go. Let me just puke romance at you. And, and it, the, often the, the women that I date and, and, you know, down the line are just really quiet and not really forthcoming with that. And it just bums me out. But we'll go more into that conversation in just a moment, right after this word from our sponsors. Hunger isn't a faraway problem. One in seven Americans live with hunger. At Islamic Relief USA, we think it's up to the other six to share our food with our neighbors. This summer, Islamic Relief USA is packing up food and bringing it to communities in need. As always, it's for anyone of any faith or any background. It's just one of dozens of ways Islamic Relief USA is looking out for our neighbors. To learn more, visit IRUSA.org. Islamic Relief USA. Working together for a better world. Welcome back to Success Freaks, episode 269. Talk love to me, baby. We're talking about the five love languages from the book by Gary Chapman. Is it Dr. Gary Chapman? I believe it, I believe it is. I believe it is. Is he a doctor? Well, then we trust him. Doesn't sound anything like that. Have you listened to the book? 
No. I think he's from I think he's from here in North Kakalaki because he's got this he's got this <laughs> accent is this country accent basically the country doctor accent uh, and it's it took me a while to get used to it I'm like really I'm listening to this now it's really endearing and I was I would have it no other way. So, yeah, I recommend listening to the book just for that. Well, that's that's like I was talking about that Andrew Matthews a few episodes ago, and then all of a sudden I listened to his podcast, and he's British. I had no idea. Oh, just, dear God, know. Magnum. I can't do British Not right now. Not like that, but that's fine. So I have a story about a British accent. I'll tell it in on Beyond. So uh, <laughs> good. it's great. It's a, it's a good one. Um, Not related to one I've told before. Anyway. We were talking about, we kind of touched on what the five love languages are and giving love languages. Words of affirmation. Yes, giving love languages and being um, able to receive them, which ones you like and which ones you can give. Yes. So we were talking about words of affirmation. I think this is a big one. I know a lot of people resonate with this one. They like being told that they're good, that right. what they're doing is 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 good, it's they just people like to be acknowledged like oh i wow you're trying so hard on that like you're doing such a good job with you know keeping up with whatever like people just like to have their their efforts acknowledged and i think that's a big one and it is something that is very hard for a lot of people to give because it's some it can i mean like you're you know like they said on the gretchen rubin one it can feel contrived and it can feel unnatural especially if you were raised in a family that does not do that um i was raised in a family where we you know, we were built up a lot as kids by our parents. So it's easy for me to do, but it's not something that is the first thing that I think of when I should like make someone feel loved. Like, right. Oh, I like, I love this person. I should blah. Like I, I'm, like me, I'm like, I should give them something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I, I like you, once you, once you meet someone and like, I, I highly recommend doing this with, you know, if you're, romantic with somebody and you you know it's gonna go the right way and you guys both have the butterflies and everything's all warm and fuzzy <laughs> this like doing this early on i think makes a huge huge difference and i have done it before and i will do it again you know it's fantastic to know where your partner is on this level because then you can you know it, like if you love someone you will try to do things the way that they want them done to make them happy with and it's not a way you have to change yourself you know what I mean? Like if yeah. they're like, well, I only want to date skinny people. Well, then maybe you should consider that in your, you know, romantic partner choices. But if they're like, you have to lose 30 pounds, that's one thing. But if you know that they would rather have positive words of affirmation over quality time or like physical touch over acts of service, then you can make little tweaks to make them happier in their relationship with you. But I would naturally just empty out the dishwasher and coming down she would just make such a big deal about it oh my god i can't believe it i mean every morning and as soon as she did that inside i'm going <laughs> i'm going to do that again <laughs> because it, it it felt good that that kind of praise really felt good and yet if she said if she said hey can you do you mind doing this once in a while i mean you're you're living here too could you you know if it was a kind of a nagging thing i'm i don't want to do that mm -hmm. You're making me feel like, you know, icky right then. So there are ways of doing this. I, I liked uh, Gary Chapman's, uh, he was talking to, to a woman who wanted her husband to paint the... I was just going to bring that up. The, oh, go ahead and bring it up. Well, it's, yeah, so it's the same concept. It's a chore she wanted done, and it was painting something. What was, do you remember what it was specifically? Yeah, it was painting the, painting the bedroom. Yeah, and she just kept nagging and nagging and nagging and nagging, and he didn't want to do it ever, ever, ever. He even went out one Saturday. He even went out and cleaned the car, washed the car. Right. And she's like, that would have been the perfect day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so 
she ended up she kind of like just encouraged him whenever he would do something else so whenever anything would get done like he'd vacuum she'd be like oh I really appreciate that you vacuum that is just really fantastic that thank you so much honey and like really affirmed him and then oh lo and behold the bedroom got painted yeah she first it was Gary Chapman uh Dr. Chapman was talking to her and he goes do you think that he knows that he that you want the bedroom painted she goes yes he goes I want you to never mention that again she goes, but he's like, is it working out for you? No. Okay. Never mention it again. He knows, you know, he knows then start complimenting in on the other stuff. And lo and behold, a month later, she, when she visited him again, she, he had painted the thing cause she'd made him feel good about himself. Mm-hmm. So that whole nagging thing, not so much. No. And as you, as you may have noticed, nagging is not a love language cause nobody likes no, it. It's not, it's not nuzzling. No nagging. Nope. It's not in there. Nobody nope. likes it. Let's go on to the next one. With alacrity. Uh, I have listed it as gifts because that's kind of my secondary. <laughs> is it? It is, oddly enough. And I can tell because I'm a big gift giver. I, I like yeah, to. Uh, that's why I like. I like. Yeah, why, why, well, why do you say that, Kirsten? Well, why do I say that? Because I had a very generous Amazon wish list delivery arrive at my door for my birthday from you. And I thought it was one thing that was... Was it the hangers caddy? Is that what you're talking no. about? No. So I got the hangers caddy, which BT dubs is super good. I was right to put that on my wish list. And then the note with the wish with the hanger caddy was that the ring light that I have pined after for so long for YouTube was coming and it was delivered the next day. And it's amazing. And I just have not splurged on it myself. So yes, you are a gift giver. You gift giving wonderful man you. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, and it's just that that I they mean something to me. That's why I love Amazon gift lists because then the, you know the person exactly what they want. I get really bummed out if somebody gives me a T-shirt and it's a large, and I'm like, okay, you, you want, I'm not going to wear this. Now, okay, full disclosure: if you talk to if you talk to Christy, there was one yeah. time where I gave yeah. her a a water an electronic water heater, you know, for your for teas and stuff like that, and she's like. I think it was, a, it might have been around Valentine's or something like that. And she goes, that is not the gift to give somebody for Valentine's Day. And it might have been her birthday, but I think it was Valentine's Day. And I'm thinking to myself, why would I do that? I mean, yeah, it's something she wanted. It's something I wanted, but that sounds like a really lame gift. Here's what I think had, had happened. Christmas and birthday, I had spent a bit of money for either it was either for her computer for her or for a really nice it was a piece of jewelry that whatever and I'm like you know what I'm, I'm not gonna spend a lot of money for this so I got that that's the only <laughs> explanation other than I'm a real douche okay so there is a possibility that I am kind of douchey at least there but I needed to put that out there because I think Christy listens to this and she's gonna go sure you're a great gifter sure you are <laughs> I am also, I'm a really great gift giver, but I am terrible about getting them to people on time. So there's that as well. Right. Well, before we get into anything else, I want to let the people know that if you really like what we do, there's a thing called Patreon out there where you can actually tip us for the show. You can give us a little bit of money for each and every show. And we actually have a couple of people out there who are our Patreons. And now I'm going to give a shout out to Dawn Nice Lady. Yes, I'm changing their names. Dawn Nice Lady Lady, and Steve Warbringer. You know who you are. We love you. Thank you so much for treating us right here at Success Freaks. And we will be right back after this word from our who? Sponsors. 
Hold on. <laughs> I messed up, Mike. Whoa, no, we're running. You bring us in, baby. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Success Freaks, episode 269, where Kirsten does not know how to operate technology. It's fine. Before the break, we were talking about gifts. We are making our way down the list of talking about the five love languages, the book by Gary Chapman. And we had talked about gifts, like purchasing gifts and buying gifts. But Morden, you had a point you wanted to. Make. I did it. You don't have to actually. You don't actually have to buy something. It could be. It could be sure you could buy a, a an event or just go out with somebody and and say, hey, I'm giving you this, whatever it is you've set up for them. Or you could something you could create at home or something along those lines. I remember uh, Christy made me this book of a hundred things that she liked about me, and it was it was one of the most touching things I ever received from her, and I kept it i still have it uh and every once in a while when i'm feeling blue i'll read it (laughs) but it's no it was very sweet it it meant a lot and and she's very artistic so each of the little pages were laminated i'm sorry she's artistic isn't that what i said you it sounded like you said i meant artistic (laughs) no i'm saying with my southern drawl she's artistic (laughs) but on that note i will say if you give someone a homemade gift and they don't respond to it the way you want them to, maybe their way of receiving gifts, they don't find homemade gifts to be what fulfills them. And that's, I think, like, I love certain types of homemade gifts. But other types of homemade gifts, like, I don't like. <laughs> so like I what? Will, like, okay. What don't you like? So I've There's had... There's a story there. Give us the story. Well, no. So, like, okay. So in previous relationships, I have had very, very crafty boyfriends. And one of them made me this beautiful vanity Hollywood style mirror for my makeup table. And I still have it. And I love it to a million pieces. It's a fantastic thing. And then, you know, I've had a custom jewelry armoire made for me. That's amazing. And it's stunning. And those kind of things, like, they're just, it's amazing that someone built that for me. But like, if you, for instance, like chances are he's not listening go ahead well like if you like no this is i mean i doubt the person who did this is listening if you are like hanging out with your nieces and nephews and they're making stuff with construction paper and for our like valentine's day you fold a piece of red construction paper in half and like use a sharpie and write like i love you and on the inside you cut out some crappy hearts (laughs) and stuck them on the inside and you're like look at what i made for you that that i did not enjoy i did not enjoy that i will be totally honest that was not that was not no construction paper cards from nieces and nephews from children are adorable from your adult boyfriend not cute not cute you know how it would be cute though if they gave you a regular card and inside as well was one of those or something maybe or if they gave you a a real car and inside the car was one of those (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry i couldn't afford a card i bought you a vehicle i might have i might have accepted that but you you know certain homemade things not so much that's the way i feel about gifts though it's like i got you i get you a gift i'm not getting you a card all right deal with it because you see people at parties, like, they'll read the card because it's obligatory. da 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 Oh, that's cute. Let's pass it around. Then they go to the gift. So the gift is what, you know. But I am a me. card hoarder. I write the dates on inside of all the cards I receive. If the person didn't already, I write the date on the inside of cards I give. And I have a drawer or three full of cards from my whole life. I have birthday cards from when I was four, seven, 15, all sorts of stuff. Those of you who have a problem with this yourselves who also have a you know are collecting a lot of cards what i heard a great thing to do is take pictures of them take pictures of them and put mm-hmm. post them up somewhere i don't think and this I, is a problem though 
three or four drawers. Yeah, like little tiny, like I'm sitting right next to it. It's like a Sterilite Tupperware thing, like those tiny little columns with oh. like three drawers. You're right. There's no issue there. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's my life. Let's, let's move on to acts of service. <laughs> Jeez. So acts of service, that could also mean uh, not throwing your, your podcast partner under the bus all the time, hmm. unless it makes for good radio. Then hmm. go right ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So acts of service, one of the first things I think of, because I don't cook really well, uh, is cooking. Cooking is a wonderful act of service. If you are dating somebody who knows how to cook, that's a huge act of service. Mm-hmm. You know, and, be, and even if you don't know how to cook very well, like me, if I were to create something for you, that's an act of service. If you come, if you're out working and you come home and I'm making dinner for you and it's uh, to the best of my ability, a wonderful steak and some mac and cheese <laughs> or something, you know, vegetable, right. something Ooh, like, oh my, something like that, then, you know, that's an act of service. What and else some, could be construed as that? Well, and on that note, some, you can be someone who's giving love in acts of service like that and not even realizing it like in a previous relationship my ex was loved to cook dinner for everybody he just loved to have people over and cooking and just even on regular days just cooking and or if we'd be sitting around like hey you wanna you want some mac and cheese or something like I just loved that that was just part of the way that he just was like, it wasn't that he was going out of his way. He was just, he just liked to feed people. And I love to be fed. I've actually joked multiple times that food is my love language because you can, you can get me to be whatever kind of girlfriend you want. If you just feed me the right stuff, like I am very easily swayed by um, things to put in my face hole food wise. I mean, so <laughs> food, shh, 269 food is my love language Diggity. <laughs> so so yeah no i'm the same way with ice cream or you know cooking a cream pie or, or something like that and and Ass i cream. i've just I, honestly though with with um some <laughs> shut up <laughs> some cooking uh just i melted I, I did hear that's why i said shut up <laughs> So anyways, uh, oh, another act of service, and this is something I just thought of, and I don't know if it was covered in the book or not. Often, if, I'm, if I begin dating somebody and we're talking about when things need to be done, do, hey, would you like me to do your laundry? I'm like, no, I'm a, I'm a grown-ass man. I can do my own laundry. And mostly that's because my mom taught me to do that. And how did she teach me to do that? By handing me back pink underwear and pink T-shirts and things like that. And, you know, I'm sorry, it messed up. I'm like, okay, mom, I'm going to do my own now. Yay. Right. Noted. So, and there's certain ways I'm very specific. I'm not, I'm not even colors and lights. I'm, I am dryer and hanger. My T-shirts mm-hmm. are all hung up. So yeah, that's, you know, and if somebody messes that up, it really bums me out. So my yeah. act of service is like, here, I will do my own laundry so that you oh, don't feel okay. like you have. Now, unless they're like really have a Jones for it. I've met, I've met, I think Charles's wife loves to cook for people and lo- wants to clean up. No, no, no. Let me do it. Now, whether it's because she, I don't think it's because she's specific or particular about the, the way things are, are washed. She's not like, you know, squeak, 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 squeak. You made a mistake. We got to do it again. Squeak, squeak. It's not like that at all. I think she just, it's part of her act of service. It's her, yeah. you know, displaying love. So that's, you know, that's different. For me, though, I will do my own laundry and, and consider that a, an act of service towards you. So that's something you could do instead of, instead mm-hmm. of, uh, what's the word? Not leaning on, but, and not depending on, but 
burdening your spouse or your, your significant other, especially if they're out working. Take care of yourself. Clean up after yourself. There's an act of service. Pick up your socks mm-hmm. and your underwear. You know, there's an idea. <laughs> so, look, I'm... Um, well, I know, you know, it's, you're, it's true. It's a lot of times it's when you're living together. And if you're not living together, there's other ways to do acts of service. Um, like for like for my mom, like this is a, this is so funny. This is so my mom. She is she's a terrible parker. She parks horribly she cannot park she is anytime she has to park in a confined spot it takes her like a 12 point turn to get into it she's terrible so she loves pull-throughs and if she is driving with you if you go and park in a pull-through that's 10 spaces away from the closest spot even if you're driving she's just like oh oh good good thing you picked a pull-through because she just like that's something that's really important to her is to park in a pull-through parking spot and uh it's a little thing that we all do for her to go park in a pull through so that she feels a little bit better about where we are <laughs> in the parking lot. And it sounds little, but when you learn those things about people and it's such a little thing that you can do, like my sisters and I could all go park in a closer spot. We can all park like adults, but we go and we park in the pull throughs because it makes our mom happy. Right. I'm so that- knowing, knowing those acts of service that they would like you to do and then doing them just little things. That's an act of service in it's in and of itself. I think I'm that guy that likes that. Likes I have, I get rockstar parking all the time and it's, and often it got to be a joke with, with my friends is like, Oh, I guess we're supposed to be here because look, there's a parking spot right there in the front. However, sometimes I, I, uh, even though it bums me out a little bit, I can do it, do my friends a solid. Just, I'll just park far away because there we're done. But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Thanks. Thank you. I, knew you. I know you do. You do get rock star parking. Every yeah. time we've ever hung out and met somewhere, I'd park in the end of the earth and I'd be walking down and you'd be like, oh, I'm running late. And as I'm walking from the ends of the earth to where we're meeting, you'd pull in the, like the second spot. And you're like, hey, I guess the spot just opened up for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. Must be nice. Yeah, it is. And on that note, we'll be right back. <laughs> what happens when a self-help comedian and a social media manager both have a passion for podcasting and come together to support a common cause? A podcast is born. So what exactly is the Water Relief Podcast? Each week, BC Dodge and R. Mordant Mont from the Success Freaks Podcast sit down with staff members and volunteers to talk about IRUSA efforts in the United States and abroad. So how can you listen to the podcast? Download from IRUSA.org. You can also find it on Blueberry.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Subscribe and download the Water Relief Podcast today. Welcome back to episode, Success Freaks episode 269, Giggity. Talk love to me, baby. Talk love to me, baby. (laughs) And of course, we are talking about the five love languages. And we are down to the last two. Not the- The worst two. No, they're not. No, they're not. The next one is quality time. It's funny because these next two are big ones for a lot of people and they're not for me. So quality time, you know, like I've never had an issue in any relationship spending time with somebody. I've never had an issue with somebody who didn't want to spend time with me because I'm fabulous. Duh. So <laughs> and, I, like, and humble. Oh, I'm this, I'm so good at being humble. I'm like the best at being humble. I don't think there's anybody better than being than me at being humble. Honestly, like I'm so good at it. All right. All right stop. So, stop trumping us. <laughs> so um, quality time isn't something that I put high up on my list because it just naturally happens for me. And it's a big one for a lot of people. And, you know, people I've been with and I'm like, what? It just confuses me and it doesn't offend me. 
and I'm happy to spend time with them like because it's something that makes them feel valued in the relationship but it's something that I'm always like I feel like it just naturally happens like quality time like it's you and me and we're either reading on the couch together or we're taking a walk and getting frozen yogurt or Mm -mm. like we're just hanging out Mm -mm. like I feel like okay okay well listen I'm telling my story Mm -hmm. so you can just hold please Mm -hmm. for one moment for me I think it just happens naturally so when I know that it's somebody you know if it's somebody that I'm with and that's one of their major love languages I do make an effort to do even more things but it's not high on my list Morden no Yep. Okay, I used to think like you did, uh, and in the little bit that I listened, re-listened to the book this weekend or this this last couple of days, driving eleven hundred miles, I found that quality time is actually when you are spending time with the person. It's not just watching a TV show together. It's not uh, going for a walk and, and going for yogurt. Absolutely, that's great. But it is it is talking to each other. It is sometimes eye contact. Not you're not concentrating on each other's eyes. And you have to stare at each other for hours and hours. It's not like that. But it is spending. It is giving them your attention. It's not playing on your phone mm-hmm. while you know things are going on. It's not talking to them on the phone and working on your computer, Mordant, while things are happening. It's not. It's actually giving them your attention, and that's what it is. Now there's something I've to be had a lot of that though. There's something to be said for quantity time. Which is just that. It's like with kids. Kids will be playing uh, like a little, like little kids will be playing a game in front of you. And then once in a while, they'll look back and they'll see that you're still there. You're watching them. Maybe you're saying something, but you're just in the room. They're like, cool. Spending time with dad. Yay. You know, and that, that can be enough at times. That's quantity time. And that counts too, but it's not definitely not quality time. For somebody whose love language this is, it is a focused attention. It could be something as simple as them coming home from work and talking about how the day went, and it may not be a good day, and you just listening to them and giving them your support, not trying to fix the problem. Mm-hmm. So, well, either way, it's not. It's not one that is. <laughs> it's not your thing, is it? It's not a big thing for me. It's not your I, bag, baby. But I think because I'm somebody who likes to sit and just talk with the person I'm with anyway. Like I love to just sit and talk with people. Like if I'm with you, I love to just sit. That's quality time. I know. So it just happens for me anyway. I don't have to put it on the list and I don't really ever feel, I'm sure if I were with somebody that just was neglectful like that and didn't ever want to talk and that kind of thing, I would probably, it would probably move up on my list. And I think that's something also to note is that these can be fluid depending on who you're with. If you're not getting something that you've always gotten before for me, like quality time, I've never had an issue with that. And if I were with somebody who were not giving me quality time, I'm sure that that would move up in my list and I would want that more to feel loved by that person. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. And that's actually something I was going to touch on after the next one, but we can hit that right now. One of the things they mentioned in this book is, is everybody has what they call a love tank, you know, and Mm -hmm. your love tank can be full. It can be, you know, halfway, it can be empty. The thing is when your love tank is full, you feel fully supported and you feel loved. You can feel like you can accomplish anything. Your spouse, your, your significant other has your back. You know that they love you. I've, I've dated women who who I'm like no I know she loves me because this 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 is this mm-hmm. and it must have been someone in there must have been words of affirmation because I felt I felt really loved <laughs> so but it, when a person's love tank is empty that's when the the relationship itself goes south you know and usually a lot of this time we have we have this romantic love when we first all get together 
and there's you know the the hormones are going you're really you're getting that kind of infatuation they can do no wrong etc cetera, etc cetera. and and then after about two years or 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 marriage <laughs> um you move from that into who you really are mm-hmm. and then you're finding well wait a minute how come this person is is not it's it's like a, a melting of the ego so you guys can blend mm-hmm. how come that's not happening anymore how come they are starting to assert their individuality again because who they are is starting to come out it's not like they're changing it's just that more of who they are is coming out and that's when you have to really concentrate on well what's their love language so they can feel loved because i need to express that because now we don't have this this ooey gooey romancy thing going on uh, uh unless you are building and filling up their love tank then that still happens yeah so if you if you are wondering why this isn't happening or if you're not feeling loved or supported or they're not, maybe you're giving them words of affirmation and they're really quality time, you know, and if they're not giving you uh, gifts or acts of service and theirs is something else, you're not going to feel loved and supported then either. It will change your relationship if you start working on these things mm-hmm. in earnest, both of you. And then the last one of the five is physical touch, which hubba, hubba. speaks for itself. It does not speak for itself. Oh, contraire. You tell us how it speaks for yourself, and I will just let you know. <laughs> what I mean to say was that was great that you have that opinion, but I'd like to share something else. Thank you for bringing this to the table. You're fantastic. Well, mm, all right. Well, backpedaling is also not a love language, but go ahead. <laughs> no, I was trying to word of affirmation you. Uh, it's not just, it's not just a lot of guys are like, yeah, 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 mine's physical touch. Yeah, I like to have the sex. No, it's not just sexuality. Sure, that's in there somewhere, but that's, everybody has that. Physical touch is almost like just putting your hand on somebody when you're sitting next to each other, being close proximity. It's almost like you see animals in a, uh, that get together in their own pack. They're always rubbing against each other. They're always, they're always nestled in amongst each other, holding hands in public. Yeah. Or even in private that's when nobody was, else is around. That's what I was going to say. Well, then I guess, you know, my needs to be be nicer, Mordant. <laughs> like if you walk up, you know, if you're at like a dinner table and there's a whole bunch of people and you like leave and you excuse yourself to go to the powder room and then you come back and like you put your hands on your significant other's shoulders and give them a squeeze as you walk by. Like like mm. a physical touch. Like Grab that butt. Oh, well, okay. Well, they're sitting in a chair, so I said squeeze <laughs> their shoulders. But I just meant in the kitchen when they're cooking. There you go. Physical touch. <laughs> and on that dead air note, <laughs> did I make this uncomfortable? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing. Uh, actually, no, I- sure. You don't know how many, how many Facebook memes from guys and girls talking about grabbing that butt. If you're in a relationship, you better grab it. That's what it's there for. You show me that you love me. Boom. So it doesn't have to be that. It can be even just uh, putting your hand on their shoulder as you walk by, giving them a squeeze, holding hands, giving a hug, you know, sitting next to them and, and, you know, just being touchy a little bit. It doesn't have to be sexual because, because uh, let me tell you what, if you go from not hanging out with each other all day, and then you come home and you expect to get a little something, something without warming that pot a little bit, you know, that maybe whether it's showing that filling that love tank, whether it's different things or touching them throughout the day. And then suddenly you want to go from zero cold to jumping into bed. That's not sexy. That's using them and, it, and they feel used. So you have to be careful with that. You got to warm that. You got to show them that you're affectionate for them, not just to fulfill your needs, but to feed theirs as well. 
truth. True that. But if that's high up on your list, that's something that, like for me, I'm terrible at expressing love like that. Like I just don't think to do it. And so I have to make an effort to do so when I'm with somebody that likes to receive love that way. Right. Well, and then you have, well, what do you do about people who say, well, that's just not my love language and I don't want to do that. Okay, okay. Let's just say that your partner has this weird thing that they like the inside of their hand kissed. It drives them crazy. Let's just say that. Would you make that as part of your sexy time? And we're using that phrase because Kirsten loves it. Hate it. <laughs> Would you use that as part of your sexy time to get them going, knowing that it drives them wild? Yes. Yeah. Yes, you would. Well, then why wouldn't you? But that, it, it, even if it's not your thing, even if it's not your love language, it, you know that it drives them wild because it touches their heart. Why would you not make that effort as well? Because if you choose not to on some level, on a huge level, you're saying that you don't care enough to. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And that's hurtful. Agreed. Once you know that about somebody, like if they feel like they can express that to you and, and then you just choose to do nothing with it, that's pretty hurtful. And if you're in a, in a relationship where that's not happening, you know, you have to ask yourself, uh, what do you deserve? Now, you know, work on the relationship, sure, but if they're unwilling to, to move forward with this or do anything with this, then, you know, <laughs> see a counselor. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> whoop, whoop, what does that mean? Deuces, like peace out. Yeah. Peace out. Oh, look at that. Deuces, because when you do the peace sign, there's two fingers. Deuce. Ah, Deuces. I get it. I'm out. Deuce. All right. Well, if you like finding us anywhere, you can find us everywhere because we are everywhere in social media. But all you really need to do is go to successfreaks.com and find us there because we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We're everywhere. Just go to successfreaks.com. You can find all of our social media. You can actually get a hold of us, have our podcast delivered to you through iTunes, whatever you need. Successfreaks.com. We'll be right back. Welcome back to On Beyond Success Freaks. Yada, yada, da, da. I'm Kirsten. That's Mordant. You are welcome for this song. Yes. It's my little snapping fingers. Yeah. Thanks for the thanks for the assist. And sorry to those who did not enjoy that as much as I did. Uh, I wanted to regale you with the tale of my Vegas trip that I just got home from on Tuesday. We're recording this on a Thursday, so it's been two days. And, um, well, let me just tell you, I went to Vegas with my sister for three days. We stayed at the MGM Grand, which I had never stayed at before. We were very excited to stay there because they have a lazy river in their pool area. And, um, well, we get there and it was closed. So that was obnoxious because my number one goal on my trip was to be drunk in a lazy river. And I did not get to do that. So I'm very... You got to have goals. You got to have goals. You know, who says that I don't dream big? Because they're a liar. I wanted to be drunk in a lazy river. But <laughs> I was thwarted. So any bees. I was shopping with my sister. She was over the shopping. And she went back to the hotel. And I continued shopping. And so then when I went back to the hotel, I told her I was on my way back. And she said, oh, I'm sitting here. And I've made this great friend. And I'm like, oh, well... I don't know how I feel about that. And she goes, his name is John. And I'm like, well, is that code for leave me alone? I made a great. No, 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 no. She's in a wonderful, happy relationship. She would never. But she, you know, I'm like, oh, and then she goes, oh, and by the way, that shot that we bought, um, I shared it with him. 
And I'm like, excuse me? Because we had bought some beer at the local whatever and that came with the shop, whatever. And she, we had been saving it and she shared it with a stranger. And I was super distraught. So I find her sitting at the slot machine with this man named John, who was a 70-year-old Irish man (laughs) who lived in Britain, but he was raised in Ireland. So his accent was kind of like a mishmash. And he was one of the most delightful people I've ever met in my life. So his he was there for reals, for reals. For, no, for reals, he was okay. delightful. So you wanted to buy him a shot, didn't you? N- no, I wanted my shot back. So he uh, he was like, "Oh yes, we're on holiday," and his daughter was with him. His daughter Sarah, and so he finds her and brings her over, and she was like, she looked like Minnie Driver. She was adorable, and she had the same like adorable accent. I, oh my gosh, they were, they were the most adorable dad and daughter duo ever. They were so sweet. They were so nice. We took a photo together. It was delightful, but Sarah took it. So I'll probably never see it unless by some crazy chance, Sarah listens to success freaks in which case, Hey girl, Hey, send me that photo. So (laughs) as I do, as I've told you before, uh, for some reason I run into a lot of British people in Vegas whilst inebriated, and I've told the story before about... Maybe everybody just sounds British to you while you're inebriated. Maybe. That's a good theory. I like it. Oh, no. Everybody's... On what stage of drunk am I? I'm okay. I'm tripping Are you over Cockney? my tongue. Right. I'm staggering. Now everybody sounds British. Damn it. I'm, I'm about to, to black point. out. <laughs> so um, I've told the story before about the nightclub where we ran into a bunch of British people who were there with their company. And then I met their boss, their big, huge, big wig boss. And I talked to him in a British accent. He was like, why you do that stupid accent? And I was like, oh, my God, I don't know. Which makes more sense now if he wasn't actually British. <laughs> and it was all in my imagination. But anyway, we were talking to John and Sarah. And I, like I do, I have no accent filter when it comes to that. And I started doing it and they were so impressed. So apparently since the last time I've been drunk in Vegas doing a British accent, I've gotten better at it because they were super, super impressed with my British accent. So well, you said they're Irish, so they probably don't know what a real British accent sounds like. No, anyways. but like he was, but Sarah lived and was born and raised in England. Right. Okay. And, well, she, and full disclosure, I'm half Irish and yeah. Well, that's wonderful. It's not relevant to my story. And then, okay, so then there was another group of British guys. I think maybe you might be right. Maybe there's a trend. See? <laughs> well, no. So we were talking to this promoter who was trying to get us into a club. And then this group of British guys came up to us and they were super aggressively trying to get us to go with them to this club. And we were like completely not interested. And we were very nice about it until they were super aggressive. So then I was mean about it. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't want to go with you to your stupid club. Like I was obnoxiously doing it. Like I wasn't even, I was very obnoxious. And they were like, oh, isn't that funny? Isn't your accent so funny? Don't you think you're just so funny? And I'm like, yeah, I really do. I'm pretty posh. And um, then they were like, but wait, they asked the promoter, do we, don't we have to bring in like one girl for every guy to go into the club? And he was like, no. And they were like, oh, all right, bye. And they just took off. So the only reason they were even flirting with us was because they thought they had to get into the club. They couldn't get into the club unless they brought a female for every male they brought in anyway. So they were stout, but but John and Sarah were awesome. So there you go. That's awesome. You're welcome. <laughs> I know. And then my sister. <laughs> did she have fun? Did she have fun? Oh, she did. We both had, we both had tons of fun. 
Um, but she, her friends were also in town for some music festival. And so we got home at like two o'clock and she was like, oh my God, my friends are still out. And I'm like, I'm not going out. And she's like, well, how, can I just go out with my friends? And I was like, oh sure. I'm just going to bed. Like you have a wonderful time. When she went to go give me a hug goodbye, she scratched my back with her nail and I was like, ow, oh, wow, you really scratched me. And she's like, I don't see anything. You're fine. Okay, bye. And so I lay back down and um, I'm wearing like a tank top and I'm like watching Mrs. Doubtfire. And I sit up like half an hour later and I have covered the sheet in blood because she scratched me and she took a huge chunk out of my back. So I um, hope I don't get a bill from the hospital, not the hospital, from the hotel for that. No, it's it's Vegas. There's like, oh, look, blood on the sheets. Well, thank God it's just blood. Right. And it so. is. It's just blood. It's fine. It's fine. But, you know. That's an amazing story. That's an amazing story. You're welcome. My, my Vegas story involves gambling. Oh. <laughs> and playing craps. Because when I first started, when I first learned how to play craps, I think probably one of my first trips to Vegas, craps wasn't gambling. It was how you made money. I mean, I would go down and I would play craps for a little while and I made money. And it was, it got so bad that, that just before we left, I was like at the craps table and they're already at the airport and I had to catch up with them. Oh my gosh. So yeah, exactly. I wasn't late for the plane or anything. It was just like, no, I got plenty of time. I'll do this. And I remember driving home, driving cross country from Arizona to, I think it was Florida and in Biloxi, there's a there's a Harrah's. I stopped for gas, and there was a Harrah's across the street. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it's like midnight or eleven o'clock. Like, you know what? I'm just gonna go in. I went in. I went to the craps table. I threw down fifty bucks. An hour later, I walked out with three hundred bucks, and I drove the rest of the way. <laughs> so that quickly went away, and I learned that no, actually, you can lose a lot of money playing craps. <laughs> it's not. It's you were in the sweet spot, Mr. Mon. Uh, and now, no more shall you be. Yeah. So I had a brief romantic interlude with the craps table. And then, and in fact, I think it was last year I went to Vegas. Was it last year? Yeah. Last year, I think I went to Vegas. And, uh, hey, my friends were in town. I hooked up with them. And, well, let's play craps. And I lost 50 bucks very quickly. Dang. Maybe even Maybe, maybe even $80. Mm-hmm. I was like, within the span of 20 minutes. I was like, yep, okay. Yep. No more from moi. It's crazy. It's crazy how fast it happens. When I was 21 and I went... I had a really, I had really good luck with that big, it's a big spinny wheel and you bet on like $1, $2, $5, $10, $20 or $50 yeah. and those are the yeah, odds yeah, yeah. and it's just that spinny wheel and the person stands there and they watch it behind them in the mirror so they can also watch the table. Very basic and it's very, just very simple. Like these are the odds. If you bet two to one, you have that much payout, but it's that much less likely, whatever, whatever. And my 21st birthday, I had super good luck with that. I think I only ever spent like $30 of my own money and I made like 600. Like I did super, super good. And then so the next time next year, we went for our 22nd birthday and I was like, oh, I'm going to go to that thing because I'm so good at it. And it took me probably close to $100 of losing before I realized, okay, all right. Yeah. Yep. This is not a thing anymore. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Beginner's luck is gone. It's like the first time I went out on a gambling cruise in Florida. They they take you out beyond international waters so you can gamble, and then you come back. And uh, I actually did really really well. So cool. We had a promo, a festival promo, and and me and my friends, we are going out and yay, our spirits are high. We're all having a good time, and then very quickly lost all our money, very quickly. And there was still a good amount of time of the cruise left, so we had to just be. And it wasn't fun anymore. So we, you know, we spent, I remember riding back and all of us just sitting there moping. So (laughs) 
It's a, you know, Lady Luck is a fickle, fickle wench. Yep. She, she will treat you, treat you like she loves you, but it ain't the way she is. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nope, nope, nope. So. It's a hard lesson, but you got to learn it. it. It is, but I would recommend Vegas. And now I go to Vegas and I don't gamble at all. I didn't Usually gamble. it's for some kind of conference or whatever. I like I like the bright lights and the noises and, and the casinos, not casinos, the, um, the buffets. Love it. However, the rest of the stuff, uh, I just, I'll watch for a little while, but I don't want to gamble. Yeah, so. I like the shopping. There you go. Well, do you have anything else, Kirsten, for our listeners? No, I think that's about as much Vegas talk as they probably can stand. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in to this episode of Success Freaks, number 269. Giggity. I am glad you have turned in. This is Mordant. And if <laughs> learning your love languages were a Habitica goal, I would still be dead. How <laughs> Success Freaks. Boom, baby. <laughs> Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 